Welcome to the 40 Human Being Podcast. When we think about how we communicate and how we interact with other people, how much time do we spend talking and how much time do we spend really listening? We always say at 40 Human Being, there's no right or wrong. And yet sometimes maybe it's good to reflect on what really great and wise communication really is. Join Philippa and Penelope as they ponder this subject as they walk their dogs, Billy and Bear. We hope you enjoy the show. Star Trek, taser, intergalactic, (laughs) sort of taking someone out. What are you saying? This is a piece of equipment. Yeah. Well, we have been recommended it by somebody who's slightly more technical than us, which could be anybody, quite frankly. It could be your dog. <laughs> Literally. Bear could have said, get that. Well, we've invested in this piece of kit, so we're going to try it. I am going to do a backup recording on my iPhone. I'm going to get a piece of paper and back up on that with a pen, just to make sure we've got the words of wisdom. Okay, talking words of wisdom. Uh, that is a super segue. <laughs> you're laughing now which means you've got something else to say. I'm just saying that I'm we're walking our dogs on a beautiful sunny day and I'm overloaded with carrying equipment you have you've got both hands both hands taken I suppose one isn't supposed to necessarily be walking while one's recording anyway well there's a road coming up anyway back to your super segue super segue it's getting earlier and earlier I think we're just going to open the podcast with your super segue well if we keep rambling on we might just have to keep I'll have to find another segue (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A wise old owl lived in an oak. The more, I'm going to change the gender, the more she saw, the less she spoke. The less she spoke, the more she heard. Why can't we all be like that wise old bird? I changed that bit at the end because it was better, my version, um, than Edward Hersey Richard. Sorry, Edward. Um, No, it's very good. I just changed the rhythm. Um... Okay, so I'm going to read it again. A wise old owl lived in an oak. The more she saw, the less she spoke. The less she spoke, the more she heard. Why can't we all be like that wise old bird? Discuss. <laughs> As we're about to launch into chatter. There are sheep up in that field, actually. Okay. Oh, gonna... no, I think we're... All... No, we're not there yet. Okay. You're going to have to take one of the pieces of equipment. No, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take the lead. I'm going. I'm going basic. Okay. So, do you know the word that's sticking out for me the most, which we'll have to do another podcast on? Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. I want to be wise, but... You want to be old? I Go on. Well, it's just... You want to wait till you're old. Or are you old? It's something about identifying with being a wise old bird. With little, like, spectacles on. Only, like, one of those words. Like a little teasel. Yes. Like a little lady. Something out of Beatrix Potter or something. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, th- this I is not... I think that sounds quite appealing, though, just like little sandwiches. Well, I think that's an interesting... cakes. Interesting podcast to do. Miss Marple. Yeah, ageing gracefully. Anyway, that was not the point of the... of the piece of prose. In an age of noise, keep dogs out of the lake. Um, in an age of noise, Bear. <laughs> Splash. And I notice I talk to your dog, not mine. I know, like, he's the naughty. Yeah. He does like another animal, though, doesn't he? He'd go for those ducks. In the Beatrix Potter, yeah. he is like the horror. <gasps> In the Beatrix Potter... I don't agree. That the rabbits are like, oh, no, Mr Bear's coming. He's like the fluffy brown animal on every Clinton card that's he ever is. been sold he for birthdays is. and anniversaries. He's wiggling about. 
Anyway, discuss. Yes. Discuss. So, in a world of noise, and as we put as we put more into the world in this puddle. Yeah. I know it's just talking noisy. Maybe we should be silent. But that will be a meditation podcast, which is a different thing altogether. So I'm so curious about this, though. Well, do you know something? That, and this might be leaping ahead to something we should talk uh, a little bit later on in this episode. But it really makes me think of some of the coaching work I do, and we use a we use a profiling tool. And one of those quite advanced and developed value sets that we can operate from as human beings, which is called the yellow value set, for any of those of you who know integral theory of spiral dynamics, very often the watch out at that quite advanced level of leadership is take care not to extol the benefits of everything that you know and listen carefully <laughs> to what other people need to learn. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's very interesting that the, almost the wiser we get, sometimes the more we think we have to say. Yeah, that like you know it all. We need to be the owl. Well, I was watching Confession Time. That is definitely <laughs> You've a got to stop asking Andy to do I know, it's going to be like a musical show, isn't it? <laughs> That's probably what's going on, though. It's really what you want to write a musical. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So confession time. Check, you're checking your. <laughs> check, checking your. How did I become the techie? I don't know, but you are. <laughs> okay. So I was watching. Actually, I can tell you why I was watching. Was that program called History of the House or? Yeah. Was it like History that. in a House or something? I don't know. I was too busy watching Say Yes to the Dress. Well, you weren't. <laughs> you were watching my Netflix account. So the reason I ended up on my, on my take a day off day, <laughs> I'll watch a Netflix film. I went on to my Netflix account. And bear in mind, I've recently upgraded to three screens for you, the kids, and now the lovely Kevin. And I got onto the Netflix account. It said, no, you can't access your own Netflix account, which you're now paying more for because all the screens are being used. And I was like, well, aside not in my house, they're not. Well, luckily, it did push you in to watch something historical. But I will just say that I think Netflix are going to crack down on that. And in any case, I felt so bad that you couldn't watch Netflix that um, I think I will have to well, take out a subscription. Well, I thought the accumulation of that is you could... Because it says, do you want to add more screens? I thought, well, I could add, I could add another I could add another screen, and then, and then will, will I come on next time? It's like, mm, sorry, those four screens. And then is that just does that just go on forever? Yeah, that go on forever until everybody in the world is piggybacking one Netflix account, except the person who owns that Netflix account because there's no more space. Which is why I think they're cracking down on this. Are they? Yeah, they are. Although I think are yeah, we, are, it? we are a legitimate family share. It's not like you've sent your account out to the world at large well, I um, you feel like it's a legitimate thing for about two seconds I really didn't feel yeah. anyway you ended up watching a very interesting program which you're about to reference so, and I watched all of it I committed let's say the whole I think it was three or four episodes Oh, you really liked it then. I really liked it. When I did get back onto Netflix, I watched Murder Among the Mormons, which I can highly recommend. Ooh. Anyway, another story. Is that true? Is that like a documentary? Yeah, it's a documentary. Mm. So, I watched History... I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, lovely presenter, point of story being, he was interviewing a well-known figure at one point around... So I can slightly give it away, but I'm not going to mention any names. 
he was looking at people who'd lived through the house because that's the whole point of the show and at one point he was looking at a I would say 19th century satirist I think so he went to talk to a famous editor and satirist Mm -hmm. and the presenter David had this lovely quiet wise owl curious energy is that oh i see and i, I didn't really actually had an owl no he didn't have an owl no, no we do know someone who has an owl we do, yeah. um and it was so lovely and in comparison the well-known editor satirist who's super entertaining was just highly energized and talk 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 because new lots new lots new lots new yeah 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 and i was just like oh david give me a little bit more space of that gentle curiosity because that is just such a nice lovely quality and i look for the same in podcasts yeah yes i look for that very very lovely mixture of sort of knowledge but also interest and space and calm i agree so discuss because we talk a lot about energy but actually it's not just about being high energy it's not it's not and i would say that I will just say that probably part of that is because you do tend to listen to podcasts in the evening or at night, which I tend to do. Yes. And so it is that sort of late night jazz radio style that we want. Whereas in a different time of the day, that would probably annoy me, that, that pace. I, I need something more energising during the day. That's just me. But I think there's, there's a time and space for all of it. Um, but yes, I mean, we've often said, haven't we, that... Well, you said, because so, you are a wise old owl. Listen to you. The, <laughs> the, the listener can be like the vase, where they create the shape of how the conversation unfolds. Yes. Um, but if, we, and if we're talking too much, um, we're, we're not aware of how yeah. the vase is being created. Maybe the other person is creating that vase. Well, maybe there ends up really being no shape. It's just a cacophony. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, you, and you're not really in conversation. No. And I remember, and I said this before, but I remember listening to an interview with the woman who did the, um, the pitch for the 2012 Olympic Games. And she was asked what her biggest piece of advice is when you're trying to sort of influence and negotiate and she said i won't use the actual word she said because it was a swear word but she said basically you shut up yeah because somebody else will put something incredibly useful into that space well as we started talking about this the word shut up came to mind (laughs) but but, uh, no not to you or to myself psycho psycho segue No, but actually in a really positive way that actually, what, gosh, goodness, what a wonderful reframe when someone tells us to shut up or we tell ourselves to shut up rather than that being an insult or, hmm, what curious words of wisdom. Yeah. I will be quiet and reflect and observe. Even if someone's being vile, go, all right, I'll watch and wonder if I want to be in relationship with you anymore. (laughs) You know. Okay, I do have something to say about energy though. Yeah somebody with a lot of it yes there are times where somebody talking a lot and talking very fast can of course have a very particular impact on your central nervous system yeah and it can be exciting and exhilarating but it can be overwhelming can't it absolutely absolutely but i mean that and that's part of us 
There's not, well, not, not, not these doggies on the lead. Look, the oh sheepy sheeples. And when I say us, I don't mean just you and me. I mean the world at large. Uh, being good communicators is sort of reading the emotional and the social field to know what level of energy should you be pushing into the system. Yeah. yeah. And whether that should be more of a listening energy or more of a talking energy. But don't you think... And don't you think we're encouraged? Let's go right back. Maybe this is more revealing about oneself than the wider world. But don't you think generally... I mean, this, is, this would be Susan Cain's argument in... Quiet. Yeah, that actually the system and the corporate system as well as the educational system really does bias towards people who fill the space. Totally. So, so it's a challenging one, isn't it, that... What we're saying is just hold, 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 listen. Well, as David Mitchell said on his David Mitchell oh, yeah, meetings, Mitchell the meetings on Radio 4. When he, he is an extra, he is a talker, and it was a leadership person or a psychologist he had on talking about meetings and how we, the introverts and extroverts behave differently. And he said, it did make me laugh, he said, why should I sit around waiting for the introverts to do all their thinking? I haven't got that kind of time. And he's right, because the introverts feel the space and then the meeting's over. <laughs> what I loved about that, I thought it was such a beautiful tool, was introverts think, speak, think. Extroverts speak, think, speak. Yeah. And it's so true that you're, you're thinking on the hoof. But I think that might be a useful place to think about it when you know... The thing is, what, what happens if you're a thinker out louder? You're just filling the space because you're trying to think Yes, yeah, so well, that's right, that's right. External processing. That's right, but we need a better understanding of each other so that we can work with each other and communicate with each other, allowing for our different... Going off into little podules to, yes. you know, to, to, to do that work. Exactly. So that we're not all simply filling the space for everybody else. And is there an argument that we should also take a step towards the other in as much as... Perhaps introverts should sort of consciously try and step in earlier sometimes and perhaps extroverts should consciously try and step out. Yeah. I, mean, I have a huge empathy because nature nurture, just sticking that in there, <laughs> don't know. Like, it's all, it's a co-creation of the two. But extroverts often, you know, it's so much to do with our early stuff, isn't it? That either you were really praised for, oh, look at little Johnny, isn't he funny? Or isn't he clever? So either you were really praised for it and therefore deeply embedded into yes. your psyche is, if I don't talk, I'm not loved. <laughs> or you've been shamed. Or you've been shamed. Exactly. So don't speak. Or you've had no chance to speak as a child and then you can't stop when you're older. But, you know, there, it, there, there'll be early stuff in there. Totally. totally. Which I guess is why the wise old bird, I know my patterns and my childhood blueprints and i can choose well it's override them knowing i am still enough yes well it's the it's the double whammy isn't it phil it's it's the recognizing your own patterns understanding why you behave in a certain way seeing when those communication patterns are serving you and when they're not and it's also recognizing other people's patterns and what they need and why they might be behaving as they are, you know, instead of getting frustrated with people because they're not talking or talking too much. Yeah, get curious. Yeah, get curious as to why that might yeah. be. I've had a few clients recently, interestingly, I work with quite a few clients who have English as a second language and, well, something that a lot of us do, I am really guilty of this. Go on, confession! It's another, see, we need a confession segue. Super segue. Um, and I think people who, and I know this having worked in 
spoken Italian for a long time, you know, sometimes you just take longer to find the words when you're talking in your second language and other people finish your sentences for you. And I do it. I do do, do it. Because it's almost like you're indicating to people, I already know what you're going to say. Well, there was a programme. I'm wiser than you. Yes. And I can get inside your brain. In fact, I knew you. you. Our lovely niece Harriet was talking about a programme on the BBC, I think it was, around stammering which Joe Biden was a part of, and I knew that he had a childhood stammer and has supported kids who stammer. But that is one of their worst things, because that wasn't what I was going to say. That literally, what, now that's in the room, yeah. and now people attribute that to me, yeah. it wasn't what I was going to say. Just wait, just wait. But sometimes the physiology of our bodies when we're trying to wait for somebody to finish a sentence overwhelms us. <laughs> David Mitchell is like, why should I wait for that? Yeah, but we just can't. We can't, oh, no, I don't know what I'm going to say, I don't know what I'm going to say. But it, it is our own stuff, but it, it can come across as terribly, terribly rude and disrespectful. I think like that, it, you know, we're sort of talking to the sort of confusion and challenge. I'll get that gate, shall I? Well, I'm, t- I'm too laden down with technical equipment. <laughs> I've dropped my dog. There we go. Yeah, the confusion of how we should... What are you doing? Well, I'm, trying to, I'm <laughs> trying to make sure that we're both still recording out of the same microphone and it's going to be like you're constantly switching tracks. Like, which one are you? Yeah, the confusion of it, because at the same time as... You can tell this is our first time using this piece of equipment. Yeah. At the same time as the wise old bird, we also hear, don't hide your light under a bush. Now... I mean, I know, discuss. <laughs> because either I'm a wise old bell, bell I hope not. Because if, if I am, that is a whole other problem I've got to do. I I'm a wise old bell. In my case, gaffer tape to the truth. Mouth sealed. Or I'm shining my light. Yeah. Do we can I shine my light as a gaffer tape? Yes, out? well I think we can. can. I, emanate? I think that's a really Can I good... emanate wisdom without talking? Well, as we talk to, we we think. Don't talk about emanating bowels at the same time. It's all gone in a terrible direction. Terrible direction. Um, that's not going to be the title of this. <laughs> emanating from bowels and wise old owls. It, it is now. It is now. It is. That's terrible. Oh, 40 podcast. <laughs> the bowel one. The bowel one. <laughs> Shall we stop saying that? Word? Stop saying that. <laughs> Uh, as we so often talk about, of course, we can get caught into thinking as human beings that the words that we speak and probably the volume of words that we speak is the key impact so in terms of our it's communication. So it's so true. Pen. Oh, my goodness. We're coming right back to the real <laughs> fundamentals of communication. The wise old owl can probably lift an eyebrow and say it all. Well, it's so true. And we, we used to talk about this a lot when I first started in this work. Many, many, because I'm a wise old owl now. <laughs> Many, many years ago. But it's a tiny sliver, isn't it, of the pie. Full stop. (laughs) It's a tiny sliver of the pie. Except when someone stands up in a theatre and shouts fire, then the word is the key bit there. But it is. I'm not saying words are not important. Words are definitely important. But it's so true. It's so true. All the other pieces. Maybe introverts know that. No, but words are the messengers. Words are the sort of envelopes on, in which you post your message. You've got to have something to hang your ironic sarcasm on, haven't you? What do you know? On that podcast I was listening to yesterday, Sam Harris with David White, who you absolutely love and who I have to say I did enjoy. Oh, David White, David White. I'm going to totally misquote this, but David White said something like, 
you can't have an experience unless you have the language yeah to talk about it yeah i don't know if i quite agree with that but there is something in it maybe that's not quite what he said but it was something around having the language to express the experience that you're having so it is important i think that's true but sometimes five words would serve instead of well that's interesting yes that's interesting though isn't it because you because you could argue in psychotherapy and some trauma can be pre-verbal for which there is no language but anyway we, we digress well that came off the back of him saying that he had been commissioned to write a piece that could only be 300 i know words. and i loved that yeah so we can yeah we can shorten the... Well, maybe, maybe the wise old owl isn't completely silent, but is somewhat reduced in the verbosity. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good place to start, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Oh, you know, what comes up for me here, thinking about clients and client work and any, in any kind of arena, is how much, it sort of goes back to where, where you started, how much we've been conditioned to solve and fix and to know yeah and how interesting life can be if we sit in the not knowing yeah yeah and the listening and also i think the people who do talk a little bit less if i think about my three daughters they're quite different in terms of their communication style it's so joyous yeah. when a slightly quieter person yeah. suddenly reveals something or says something and you're just absolutely on tenterhooks listening. So, the tool... Oh, Bobby's having a little bowel movement there. <laughs> it definitely is. The puddles of the bowel. Okay. A tool for this, of course, is Ted, isn't it? So there's two, yes. there's two things. The first thing is, depending on which way you default to if you tend to be a talker make a commitment to a meeting that's coming up and see if you can go to sort of 10 percent of what you'd normally say like almost without it being weird without people going they've had some sort of vocal operation and they can't talk here yeah. and see what it feels like in your body yeah whether that actually that's quite that quite anxiety provoking and energy is sort of bubbling up and you're desperate to say something so notice that that is that's a really useful exercise to see what happens if that verbal energy doesn't come out and equally if you're an introvert other way around and what happens in your body when you suddenly have to reverse your talking to not talking yeah can you step in with a a slightly higher energy yeah or or does that also bring up a lot of anxiety and then the second thing ted which is a really useful tool to tip the balance is all you can say during that meeting is tell tell explain or describe so ted t-e-d tell explain describe oh tell me more about that bill (laughs) or oh could you explain in a bit more detail what you mean d oh describe that to me from the client perspective or whatever you want to say so ted tell explain describe so all you're doing is shaping the vase yes bringing that back in reincorporation shaping the vase yeah the vase is the piece of art totally yeah well the other thing that you might also get out of that is how wise people might think you are, even though you haven't oh, spoken very much, and it reminds me how, how you've left other people feeling at the end of the meeting. How can we be the vase that shapes the reality and shapes the message? Sometimes we need to step in and work harder to really shape the path that 
we need to create, and the power of the wise old owl is immense. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please like and subscribe and check out more at 40humanbeing.com. 